Hello and welcome. It's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. And today we have special guests who will tell you everything about an imposter syndrome and what to do about it to go about your life with confidence. Welcome. It's Cheryl and Jeanette. Hello, Cheryl. Hello. Hello. It's so good to be here with you. No, we're glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Well, I know you have a lot to tell about imposter syndrome, but I want to start not traditional way. What is it and what to do about it? But tell us more on how it affects and what areas of our lives it affects. Because we know traditionally when we think about imposter syndrome, first thing comes to mind is career, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So how it affects other areas of our lives? Sure, sure. Well, you know, imposter syndrome is, just so people are clear, it's it's a psychological pattern where someone feels like they're not good enough in spite of evidence to the contrary. So despite the evidence. So normally we'll say despite their accomplishments, because in the business world, your career, you think about your accomplishments, or you may think about it if you're young and you've just graduated with your degrees or your certifications. We think about our accomplishments, but really it's where, despite whatever it is that we're doing, maybe it's even in our business relation or our personal relationships. It could be being a mother, being a father, being a good uh, son or daughter, being a good um, friend, you know, but regardless of how well, we do in an area, there's actually a disconnect. It's almost like that. I know, I know, I know, but I feel like you can show me that I've done all of these things. You can keep telling me, I, I can see the degrees. I can see the accomplishments. I can see that I just went way out of my way for this person and obviously did things that no other friend would do for them. I know that I'm taking care of my parents or I'm, I'm there taking care of my children, whatever part of your life it is. And yet you still feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. I should be doing more or they're going to figure out I'm not as good as they thought I was and I'm going to be fired or they're going to demote me or they're going to be disappointed in some way, you know, or I'm just not going to belong anymore. They're not going to want to be my friend or they're not going to, you know, love me, whatever that is. So despite the evidence to the contrary, that's really what imposter syndrome is. It doesn't mean you're really an imposter (laughs) and it doesn't mean other people think you're an imposter, right? That's one of the myths. People say, well, you're not an imposter, so you don't have imposter syndrome. But truly, when you understand what imposter syndrome is, it doesn't mean you're an imposter or other people think you're an imposter. It's that we feel like we're the imposter. We feel like someone's going to find out we're not who they thought we were. Does that make sense? Well, it makes perfect sense. Now, first, when we when I thought about this, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of business, but then I was listening to you. I began to think about it in terms of as a parent. Like you think mm-hmm. you're not good enough, or you're not a good enough son or daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, sometimes I hear people say that we're different at work than we are at home. But the truth is, when we're being our authentic self, when we're truly living in our truth and who we are, we're really the same person. We may have different composure. We may, just, you know, 
reserve certain things we might say at home, we wouldn't say in the business world, but in terms of our actions, do we procrastinate? Are we a people pleaser? Do we enter into codependent relationships? You know, the pleaser or the victim or the savior, you know, are we a perfectionist? You can be a perfectionist in the workplace and a perfectionist at home. It's like one of my people that when I was doing a um, group session, um, I was discussing the seven archetypes that I talk about in my book. I have a book called The Imposter Lies Within. And, and in the book, I talk about a framework to understand how imposter syndrome may be showing up for you. It's just really to give people a starting point, a good self-assessment tool. And so one of the archetypes is the perfectionist. So we were talking about the perfectionist. And she, she came up and she said, you know, I never thought I was a perfectionist. And then I thought about it and I realized I can't even let my kids put peanut butter and jelly on their own sandwich because they won't do it right. So yeah. when we start to uncover and really look at ourselves in our blind spots, you see what I'm saying? Then, then we can do something about it. Yes. I don't mean to dominate the conversation, honey, but you're making some great points. So I, I'm thinking that what is I never really thought about how frightening it is before. I mean, because here we are, we're trying to, I mean, we're, we're trying to do our best every day. We're showing up with the dressing the right way at work and trying to be our best self as a parent and all. And yet we have this little Jimmy the Cricket on our shoulder that's like, hey, you're not that good. Uh, you know, <laughs> something wrong here. You, you look like yep, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that Jiminy Cricket that you're talking about, it's interesting because I do, um, I do a voyage past self-sabotage and I take people past it and I call it a voyage because we are actually going somewhere, not just another course, just not some more learning. And this idea of where does that come from? It's like, I really believe I'm doing all the right things. All my intent is there. You know, I... I know that I want to do, but why do I keep procrastinating? And why do I keep, you know, holding back, not raising my hand, um, you know, distracting, getting caught in all the distractions when I know, I already know the way out of that. Why do I keep doing it? And that Jiminy Cricket is, well, there's part of that Jiminy Cricket there on your shoulder. That's the inner critic, Right the inner critic that we can be so hard on ourselves. And it's like this voice, this dialogue between our ears that can be like a bully. You know, I never thought I was a bully until I heard the way I speak to myself. I'm so nice to everyone else. I would never, although I did in the past, but I would never today let someone else speak to me. And yet when I started to tune into the conversation going on between my ears, what did I hear? I mean, this dialogue, this character that was a bully, really a bully, a few of them. So that Jiminy Cricket could be the bully, right? The bully in the mind. Um, and that Jiminy Cricket can also be the wounded inner child. You know, maybe we were wounded and it's kind of suppressed in our emotional memory. Um, our self-conscious, our subconscious mind does that for us to protect us. Really, it's it's a it's a good mechanism at the time, but then our emotions get suppressed, and they're not meant to be suppressed. They're meant to be expressed, 
and they come out in different ways. So we end up sabotaging ourselves. So that Jiminy Cricket could be the wounded inner child saying, I don't feel like I belong. You know, if I do this thing, I'm going to be rejected or abandoned again, again. And sometimes if we're looking back as the adult, we think, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's not logical. You know, I wasn't abandoned. And sometimes we know we were, right? Sometimes we know if there was trauma or drama. But for example, in my case, I had no reason to have an abandonment wound for my inner child to be wounded that way in a logical sense. But then I went through hypnotherapy and I'm a hypnotherapist also. And I, um, and I do this remotely, by the way. And I went through this and I realized that when I was very young, my father, who was just the kindest, most generous, wonderful father in the world, I could not say you know, anything bad about him, but like a lot of people, when he got angry or his temper got kind of flared, he found ways to deal with it that were healthy. So his healthy way of dealing with that would be to leave and take a drive and kind of, you know, wait for him wait until he kind of that wore off, right? He calmed down, whatever bothered him. But as a little girl, what I heard was daddy's a big guy. Daddy's voice got loud and he had a big booming voice and the door closed and the engine in the car turned on so I could hear the car leave. And I thought, oh, what did I do? Because that's what we think is little children. We think it's all our fault. We worried that we did something. And then he'd come back. But while he was gone, I would always think, is he going to come back? So I had this abandonment wound. And I could have never guessed that if I didn't do the inside work. So a lot of what I do with imposter syndrome, which is quite different than anything you'll hear from anyone else, is I take a very holistic approach. I work from the inside out and the outside in. I don't just work on those strategies and those techniques that are really good to repattern the mind and to kind of get better and deal with it. I also do the deep dive with people and I help them heal inside. So that's kind of the reprogramming. So if I were to do the deep dive to that little girl, Cheryl, and I'd say, oh, do you see that daddy got mad because daddy is a really wonderful, passionate person. So he gets really happy and Sometimes when he gets mad, he gets really mad, but it doesn't last. Do you see that? Oh, I do. I see that. He usually doesn't stay mad for long. Oh, okay. Do you realize that when he left, little Cheryl, that he wasn't leaving you? He wasn't even mad at you. You had nothing to do with it. He was just trying to find a healthy way. So we help that child heal and understand it in a logical way because children aren't logical. Children are all emotion. They're just like, you know all emotion, all spongy and, you know, sweet and absorbing everything and having an interpretation about that at that age and at that stage, at that age and at that stage, like, like would a 40 year old look at this and experience the same way a five-year-old would, Mm -hmm. or would a seven-year-old interpret something the same way a 27-year-old would. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. Brains are different. Our minds are different. Our experiences are different. We don't even have that that logical reasoning part of our brain has not even been developed yet. That's that prefrontal cortex, the front of our brain that's right behind your forehead. It's not even developed when we're little. <laughs> you see? It gets scary. It's scarier. <laughs> no, what's scary? What's scary? It's not scary. It's exciting because you can heal this way. Absolutely. So exciting, yes, to heal. So Cheryl, what can any of our listeners do today or this week to start recognizing the problems and those distractive patterns that lead to imposter syndrome? Yeah. So it's always difficult for me to give one thing because I do believe in, in integration. And by the way, if, if it's okay to say so, my book's available and there are more than 20 exercises throughout the book. So it's not a book you just read. It's a book you use and you can use these exercises and the self-assessment tools. Um, but if you are looking at this for the first time, there's something that I call the badass list. So remember how I talked about imposter syndrome being a disconnect? Remember that? That we have the psychological pattern where we think we're not good enough in spite of evidence to the contrary. So there's a disconnect between our actual accomplishments and how we feel about them. So the very first thing you can do is take out a piece of paper with a pen. This is not to be done on your computer or on a phone. You really want to use your hand and handwrite this so your intuition kind of flows through your hand. And write down your list of accomplishments, all of them, even the soft skills, which are things like, I'm a really good friend. I'm very dependable. I'm reliable. I'm a good listener. You know, I'm punctual. Write down the certifications or the degrees. Write down, you know, the time that you won at something, whatever it was, sports or a spelling bee. It doesn't matter. But write down your accomplishments. Write down the things like I'm a really good artist. You know, I draw really well. Whatever they are, they're real accomplishments. And then read those out loud to yourself. And I always like to look in the mirror so I can see myself and say it loud. Say, let the emotion sound excited and happy and proud of you for those accomplishments. And if it doesn't at first, then read it like you're someone else reading it to you or it's someone else's accomplishments, like it's someone that you're really proud of. But read it with the emotion that matches the accomplishment. And then what I would suggest you do is take that and put it in the notes on your phone. You know where you have your little notes on your phone? Create a list on your phone so that anytime you're in a situation where you're feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough, you read it again, remind yourself. So that's always the first place to start because the things, the thing we want to do is we want to bring the unconscious conscious. We want to take the places where we have blind spots or the things we're not seeing and create the awareness. It always starts with awareness. And then it goes to insight. These are the four parts of the book. I go from awareness to insight, then to alignment, and then to integration. So we become a fully integrated whole person for our whole life. So that's where I would start. That's very relevant exercise. It is a great exercise. And Jim I is ready to write things down. <laughs> I, can't, I can't 
I, I, I'm thinking about talking to you again because I find that you have a, uh, excuse me, you take a, a, a comp, somewhat of a complicated uh, topic and you simplify it in a way that it makes it sound like it could be done well. And your voice, man, your voice is so comforting that I, I, I think it's brilliant what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, a lot of this comes through me. You know, I am a hypnotherapist and I do NLP and I do energy healing, but remember I have over 30 years of business background as well. So I've been a three-time entrepreneur and I've been this C-level executive for a couple of billion dollar companies. So it's just, it's just like one of these things where I can take these healing and bring it to people for their whole life because we spend so much time in our business suit, right? I know our business suit isn't really a suit these days. It's more of a sweatpants or (laughs) casual t-shirt, but that business suit is a business suit. You know, it's like our business persona. We're an entrepreneur. We're working for someone else or, or we're doing both. And you know, we should feel good. We should feel passionate. We should feel excited. And instead, what do we do? We're ruminating. You know, we're worrying. We're in deep self-doubt. You know, we're just kind of holding ourselves back from our own life. And it's really important for me to help people open the door to the prison in their mind. It's wide open. Well, thank you very much for sharing. Our dear listeners, that was Cheryl and Jeanette, go to her website, order her book. It's CherylAndJeanette.com. You can find link in the description to this episode. Thank you for joining us and sharing. Oh, I just have to say one more thing, because we talk to a lot of people here, and they're extraordinary. But ma'am, you're, I'm going to order your book myself, because I, I just find that uh, people should listen to what you're saying. You have... You, you hit on a really great button because as a parent, as an executive, as a secretary, no matter who you are, we all have those fears in the back of our minds that I can't do this. You know, uh, I'm just not good enough. And you, this is revelatory. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I so appreciate that. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.